You're ready. You sound so hype. I'm so hype. Hi, Jill. Hi, Ryan. I realize most weeks we don't say like, I'm Ryan, this is Jillian, but we usually say hi to each other. So I think you could tell who's who then. If you're okay. new, all of our burgeoning new listeners. I think you could tell. And we do say hi. Yeah. Um, why are you so uh, awake and hype? I'm not, but I don't know. I thought I was going to say, because your child has been sleeping. She has been sleeping. I'm so happy. I am not a... Um authority on child rearing or anything like that but cry it out method do it it works it's been amazing are you like why didn't i do this sooner yeah i I, why didn't i do it sooner i agree but i was just worried that it wouldn't go well no fear don't have fear yeah is there like a certain age you need to do it or no i mean i think you could start doing it like four to six months but our we never had a problem she slept through the night really early but then when she was sick the entire month of january when she would wake up from coughing fits or like she couldn't breathe through her nose we would go down in commerce so then after january for 20 i don't know 18 days of february she was used to you know whenever she woke up someone would come and get her so we just say nah nah you sound crystal clear Oh, I'm so happy. We finally I think even it out. better than I do. Oh, my goodness. Maybe I'll make this louder. I don't know if that does anything, though. Okay. Okay. So we don't have a ton of topics this week, but then as I thought, I added some, so maybe we'll be okay. Do you want to start with update um, on a previous podcast topic of Rust and on the film Rust, Alec Baldwin had a weapon that went off in his hand accidentally and killed one person injured two others one other one other and then they there was an update in the case recently yes so um the armorist who i was calling her like the prop master but the armorist who gave made sure the guns were ready for alec baldwin to use alec and she were both charged with involuntary manslaughter and this other charge which was called firearm enhancement which was a law that was put in place after this incident happened there was a motion by Alec Baldwin's lawyers and the armorist lawyers. Can you be to, charged for something that was not already in place? I it depends. Like I, you know, yeah. the judge, the judge gets to decide. But they filed a motion to drop that charge, and they did. So that charge came with a five-year um, prison sentence. Now that's dropped. They are still have the involuntary manslaughter charges against them, which was a maximum of eighteen months in prison. So that's all he and the armorist are facing right now. Still terrible. But again, are they and they're the same charges for both of them? Correct. I don't think I I never thought I'd say this, but I feel badly for Alec Baldwin. I feel badly for all involved. I mean, even this girl who screwed up the armorist, like she did, but I'm sure she didn't intend, you know, it's negligence, which is a crime. And but that's why I feel like for him, it's really like. Really, he relied on someone else. I don't think he should be held responsible personally. I'm not a judge or nor a jury. He also was a producer on the film. So there's some, I guess, responsibility they're trying to say with that. But why not list all the producers then? Because he was the one that fired the gun. I mean, I guess 18 months is, I I can't, you'd get five years for the other thing, but not involuntary manslaughter. I feel like involuntary manslaughter is worse of a crime. It's killing someone. Yeah. That and whatever the other thing is. Yeah. Firearm enhancement with a firearm. I guess that's what the five years are. If you can hear my washing machine, I'm so sorry. 
but I gave my dog a bath last night and I have five dirty towels that smell like dogs. So they're in the wash. How did he respond to said bath? He's pretty good when it comes to baths, actually, because he doesn't like it. But usually if I like am in the gas bathroom, like putting towels down, he knows what's happening because like that's the only time that happens. Like I never really use that bathroom. So he'll like either come check it out and he'll get in the tub when I ask him to. Last time he was on the couch, I had to put his leash on and bring him in. And then I really try to do it in like four minutes or less so that he's not like traumatized. But drying him is kind of the worst part because I feel like even though you, you you rub really hard with that towel, he's still not dry. And then he's laying on the couch wet, farting on you while you watch Potomac. And there you are. Yeah, they're never dry. Yeah. So I guess what's the next in the rust? They have to go to trial. Right. And do we know uh, which probably is? won't be for a while. I, I don't think a date has been set, but probably and it's like... in New Mexico well, where Correct. they will be Sa- tried. Yes. Yeah, Santa Fe. Santa Fe. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to say about rest? No, I just feel um, that Alex probably got some great uh, lawyers working mm. for him and they're going to do all they can to try to get things lowered down on technicalities like they did with this which you know who he should um, hire no the rural juror from 30 rock yes that's what he should do when his, Maroney played the rural juror <laughs> when his freedom is in the balance he should hire a fictitious attorney from a show he used to be on a juror not even a attorney <laughs> okay uh what do you want to talk about Ray terry gross oh okay so um if you are a fan or aware of NPR and Terry Which Gross, which is what National Public Radio, what does Public NPR actually stand for? National National Public Radio, yeah, okay. and that it's taxpayer because it's uh, funded, <laughs> provided for by viewers like you. That's what they always used to say on Arthur on PBS. Exactly. Um, so Terry Gross has a podcast radio show called Fresh Air, and she interviews people. Ugh. I I mainly only listen to the celebrity ones, but she does a lot. Like you know smart important stuff i get it so i listen to them and then i tell ryan all the terrible things terry gross says because because what is yeah what is terry gross's thesis statement of life she gets people to talk about the most horrible moments in their life like it's not like she just brings it up like it's she's a sick little weirdo and she's addicted to hearing about people's trauma and i hate when she starts a sentence she'd be like i don't know if you're comfortable talking about this or and you know know she's about to go in Right. She's going to say something horrible. Like she said, like something to Pete Davidson. Like, did you want to kill yourself over your dad dying in 9-11? Like she asked the most rude, heartbreaking questions. But she's nice as a person and they don't seem to mind because she's like a quote legend. But it's so funny. I think you were like, oh, Pete Davidson's going to be on Terry Gross. And I was like, oh, over under five minutes in, she asks him about 9-11. Like exactly. Every time someone's going to be on, I text Ryan and she's like, what do you think is going to be the mean question she asked? She had like John Mulaney on before all the, you know, wife cheating and stuff. And then I was like, what is John Mulaney's trauma she's going to ask him about? She interviewed Brian Cox of Succession and, you know, she was like, well, your father died when you were six six years old. And when he died, he took his income with you. How poor were you? Like, what kind of question is this? Right, not just like, oh, was it hard uh, living without a father? But it was like, oh, how did you pay for you and all your siblings? How does he evaluate his poorness when his father died? Like, it's terrible. But um, so she had Mark Marin on, who is an actor, comedian, has very 
a popular podcast because he has a new special WTF. coming out. Yeah. And his girlfriend partner died early on in the pandemic, but she died of like, I don't something like undiagnosed leukemia, like something really, oh, she just collapsed at home and she was dead the next day. Like crazy, Ugh. crazy. And like it, he went with her, I think to the hospital in the ambulance, but he couldn't go in and. Oh, crazy, crazy. COVID. Because of COVID. Okay. And so like she talks to him about that and he seems good, you know, when he talks a lot about it in a special and on his podcast, like he's gotten, he seems to be handling it. And they were together a long time? No. He Uh said they were friends for a long time. They knew each other a long time, but they had only been dating for like a year or so. And he was saying how when she died, he had like, she was still conscious in the ambulance. And he said, unlock your phone for me so I could like call your brother. Like they didn't know she was going to die. They just thought she collapsed. They were like, like, oh, she has this, this COVID disease. Right. But he was like, I only met her family like once or twice before. Like I had none of their information. I We didn't yeah. have like, you know, so thank God. I mean, she unlocked Not like phone me. And... My sister's partners are in my favorites list on my phone. Exactly. They're some of but, the only people I call. <laughs> but at the end of the interview, of course, Terry's like, I know this may be hard to answer. And you don't, if it's too much, Boba. But um, when she was dying, when they pulled the plug and they thought this oh was going to be the end of her life, the doctor <laughs> let you go into the hospital and just sit with her, even though she was dead. Do you think about that? Do you think about how like that doctor let you see her face as she was dead and dying? Like, I am slamming my head against the microphone. <laughs> I was listening to this this morning or last night and I'm like, are you kidding me? And he gets emotional and choked up and he was like, I don't really think about it. <laughs> He's like, I'm glad that that doctor let me do it, but I I right. don't think about the, those two. Also, she must have life. read that somewhere. I guess. I think he must. I'm like, how did she even know that? I think he talked about it in his podcast, like right after she died. He says he had like a really emotional podcast after she died. Where he have you about ever it. Like, listened to an interview Terry Gross has done where she doesn't ask someone a, like a question about something horrible that happened in their life? Well, it's funny because when she has celebrity on, I text you about it. We think about like what horrible things that happened in their lives. That she it's horrible, but up. it's like, yeah, what is, what is she going to probe them about? That, right. Like, Some people yeah. don't. And she just talks about what they're promoting and like their career. But, but then she still somehow, I feel like, gets to something. Yeah. Like I and read also, that your third cousin twice removed died in a car accident. Are you afraid of cars now? Also, we have to love Terry Gross because she's from Sheepset Bay. Yeah. Shout out. Is, a neighborhood in Brooklyn that our family is very grew up next to. And she's so. very NPR, Terry Gross, stuff voice, but there are certain words. She started I, that. She is the the yeah. podcast radio voice. Wetty balls. Back to Alec Baldwin. Yeah. I she's once, been on forever. I remember once I was listening to her interview someone and she said one word and I was like, she is from New York. And I asked you or I Googled <laughs> it and you were like, yes, I forget what word because she doesn't have an, an accent. No. You know, well, she's, she's like lived a, in Philly is where their studio is. She's lived there for like. Oh, get a hoagie over there. Yeah, but the River. I was dying listening to that. Was he crying when she asked that question? He got a little emotional, like yeah. choked up. I don't know about crying, but I so wonder... now anytime anyone who's listening to this ever listens to Terry Cross again on NPR, you will realize yeah. she is. I think you're the only one who listens who also listens to this podcast. This podcast, not uh, uh, not uh, in the world. I know like she's very popular. Of... And at the end, Mark Marin said, "Like you know, what the fuck is to... wrong with you? No, you fucking he... psycho." No, he said, like, I respect you so much, and I'm so glad we have this relationship because she's interviewed him before. Like, yeah. people love her, and it's an honor. Everyone always says, thank you, Terry. It's an honor. Like, but she is crazy. I would, before if I was ever famous enough to go on Terry Gross, which I'm sure after this episode, she's going to call, I of would course. I would plant fake, 
stories in blogs about horrible things that happened in my life to see if she'd ask about them. And then I'd be like, caught you, bitch. None of those things have happened to me. You are just obsessed with death and traumatic events. You just want to bring people to their knees on your podcast and ask the That's worst people are like, of their she's, life. She's so great. You're such a hero of mine. Again, I, I'm sure she's like a journalist for years, broke barriers. But like, I listen to those podcasts and I'm always like, kind of boring. Like, you know, I'm never like, oh, I would love to be interviewed by Terry Gross because I think well, she's such a I good interviewer. Listen for those moments because I think it's insane and I want those moments. So yeah, n- new podcast segment. Terry, what's Terry Gross drama of the week? If you listen to an episode and someone's on, please keep us posted. We should do that. What, what insensitive thing did Terry Gross say to someone she's interviewing? Yeah, exactly. Or that'd be a fun game at a party. Like Jill, what do you think she'd ask you about? What is your trauma? Yeah. It's like getting, you know, 15 girls drunk at a bar and then bringing up crazy things and everyone leaves crying. Veto. I did not. I was you did ha- not. I was hanging with my girls, D and B, over at the bar, <laughs> just dancing and chatting. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to give a Kelsey Ballerini update. I skipped over a topic, but we'll go back. So as you all know from last week, she put out an EP about her divorce. I said it was five song EP. It's technically six songs. I sincerely apologize. Um, so since then she, she put out like a TikTok saying like a lot of people relate to it and she's like so happy. Like this is the biggest like response she's gotten to something she's released where people were like, I can, you know, empathize and relate so much relate. to the lyrics. Yeah. Um, but since this, she is going on the call her daddy podcast tonight at midnight, it's released. She said she only wanted to do one like heart to heart in-depth interview after she put out this EP. And then she and never that's wanted what to. She chose, she should have chose Terry Gross. I, I know. That's why I was like, Terry would have been like, so when you did divorce him and you put out this EP where the picture is your wedding ring being slipped off, how did that make you feel? Like you were uh, worthless? That's what she would ask. But anyway, yeah. So she was like, I'm only doing one in-depth heart to heart and this is it. And I've never listened to call her daddy except adam divine was on last week i think so of course i listened to that and that's the only episode i've ever listened to i don't know much about was it good do you like the girls it's just one girl now because there was a whole like to on barstool and now it's just one girl alex cooper and i think she's not on barstool anymore she's a uh like she spun off and asked if she could like buy the name or brand or whatever and they let her do it and it was like a special thing slime shannon kelly you tell us um, and I was going to say before, and I, I don't really listen to Barstool podcasts in general, not like, you know, whatever. I'm not saying them. I'm above them. I just never got into it, except right. if they talk about Rico Bosco, who is someone. No, Vito, we cut this out. With. We're not. No, no. <laughs> oh, no, not, I want to see no. if he gets mad. No, no, no. Take it off. No, I'm leaving it. But anyway. No. Yeah, so it's like, why is this the interview? Maybe she listens to that podcast, whatever. Oh, and yeah, the Adam Divine episode was fine. I laughed because it's Adam and I love him and I just want to listen to him. But it was whatever. Like, it was stupid. Um, But in there's like a preview clip on TikTok of Kelsey in the interview and she talks about um her ex-husband, Morgan. And she was like, yeah, he put out this song. He's so blindsided. But yet he asked me for half of the house that he didn't pay for. Ooh. And then she's they like, get married in California. They get married in Mexico. I the country. Say. Yeah. Oh, well, so we have to look about where they're. I think they signed the um, license in Tennessee. Oh, because California is community property straight state half, half right down the middle. 
Right. So that's what I was going to ask you. So she says that and then she's like, yeah, like I, di- I didn't know how I could be married to this person for five years that I didn't know, like had that in their character. And I was like, damn, girl, you really you really doing this thing. But whatever. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I'm sure I'd be mad and salty about it, too. But then I was like, what if they had a prenup that said that? You know what I mean? Like, that's very what I true. Get a like, do you think. I mean, like she say, could make- say you and your husband didn't have a prenuptial agreement. You got divorced. You paid for the house yourself, which isn't true. And he said, I want half. Like, do you go through divorce lawyers? Is it like wedding yes. crashers? Give yes. me some miles. Throw some miles yes. at me. Yes. Okay. If you disagree on anything that's not outlined in either the legal statute or any legal document you side, the judge will decide or you'll go to mediation like wedding crashers and you will figure it out there. Yeah. But she, like so she's didn't saying, even like talk to each other. But she's saying after he released the song, that's when he came and asked for money. I don't think so. I think she's just saying like how convenient you're putting up this song, how heartbroken you are, how blindsided you are, and how horrible I am, and like you were sad. Well, but you're. I think that's why behalf. he's doing that because he's mad at her. Like if he wasn't heartbroken yeah. or sad and mad at her, he wouldn't ask for it. So yeah, and then he was on the Bobby Bone Show, which is um, like the a bull- comedian. The, no, he's a. He's like a radio personality on Country Network, oh. The Bull, 1017 in Massachusetts. And he actually was a correspondent at the Grammys this year on E! And I thought he did a very good job. It was like him and Laverne. But he actually knew a lot of the people from the music industry. So it was kind of Morgan nice. or Bobby? Bobby Bones. Okay. I, was I like, think he might do stand-up too. No, not Morgan. Morgan is, I'm de- he's dead to me. But um, Do you think of Morgan more as a girl's name than a boy's name? That's a great question. And I think now I think of it more as a boy's name because of this guy and unfortunately Morgan Wallen, which I don't know why we've all forgiven him and we're all fine with him. But I'm not. I'm not either, but the internet. He's um, a, a country rapper, shall we say? I think he's a singer. Okay. For those I think who don't he sings know. like heartfelt songs and people like love him, but he said the N-word on film. Fuck you, Morgan Wallen. Um anyway. why do you think of Morgan from Laguna Beach? I think of Morgan's I knew growing up, girls. Yeah. I mean, I like the name. And if you are like yeah. obsessed with Alex Morgan, you could name your kid Morgan in honor of her. That you could. Yeah. So anyway, so I listened to him on Bobby Bones, which was a couple of weeks ago, but I listened to it this morning to try to give him a fair shot and not just report from one side. And I didn't get much from it. They're friends. So obviously Bobby was really like skirting around. He asked him, he's like, how is it? Basically their narrative they're weaving is that he wrote that song about her like right after they announced the divorce, he was playing a live show in Australia. He didn't know he was going to play that song, but then just said, guys, I feel like I want to share this with you. Someone recorded it on their phone and then it went on TikTok and Bobby Bones played it on the radio. So Morgan was like, well, I didn't really have. So any- it's all Bobby's fault. Yes. So he's like, Morgan's like, I don't really have any control over what happened after that, you know? And I but think he had it- to have known that someone was going to like put it on the internet. Also then like, that same day he like put it on instagram that's how i heard it so I'm like fuck you dude and also one of the comments on the youtube video which i'm sure is not true because who is this person was like i bet i think it said something in their legal agreement that he couldn't release a song about it so this is him like saving his ass but i'm like why would i don't know that just seems very weird and that, that like, like if he did wifey. that then he wouldn't get half of the house he stole my fucking my. house but anyway my goddamn house excuse me thank you but yeah, I feel like last week you, you talked about like, do you like this, that they're kind of going after each other? And I was like, at first, and I'm still like Team Kelsey mostly, but like, I kind of, I'm like, Kelsey, I think in the, when you're a year out from this, you might look back and be like, maybe I didn't want to. This wanna... was immature. Right. Or like talk about 
in depth. I think release your songs, whatever people can interpret what they want from that. But like in an interview saying like, when is she in SNL? Is it this weekend or next weekend? I I think it's March 4th. Okay. And same thing. She's like, I want to put out these songs and never talk about them again. But then she's on TikTok screaming that she's on SNL playing these songs in the background and she's going to perform them on SNL. And she sang one of them on Storytellers last week. And again, love her. We'll always love her. She can murder a man and still love her. But I'm just like, girl, you're not, you know, your actions aren't fully lining up. And she'll probably listen to this pod because she watched two <laughs> of our Instagram stories where I tagged her. So, Kelsey, I'm just trying to give you some real talk, girl, because you're 29. I'm 32. Very. <laughs> You've been all this be- through all this before, Ryan. You know. No. Well, it did make me think of one time with my ex-boyfriend who I used to work with. He was leaving and he was like swinging the keys around his finger, a car that my family gave him for free. And I was mad at him and I made a comment like, oh, why don't you go drive the car that my family paid for? And he was like, oh, wow, are you serious right now? Because he always he offered to give it back. He felt so uncomfortable about it. But I was just so in that anger phase because we had just broken up and I had to see him every day in that car. Yeah. And I was and he literally he was sitting there talking to me about nothing, but he was swirling around his finger and I was just like enraged. And I'm very like, don't fuck with my family, you know. One time an old friend of mine was like, why don't we get your sister to pay for drinks because she has a job? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, she can pay for my drinks. You can fucking go home. But anyway, so it made me think of that. Like, at the time, if I was interviewed, I would have been like, yeah, my family gave him that car. Like, Kelsey's saying he gave me half. Right. And just to clear it up, in case he listens, because he also watches my Instagram stories, he paid my parents back for it later. He's a good person. No shade. (laughs) No beef. I was just very mad in that moment. And I was 23 years old. So, Kelsey, just... And I regret that. I don't regret it like it happened. But, you know, in hindsight, I wouldn't say that now. And I have no right. beef with him at all. Right. <laughs> so that's how my life really is. All right. So, Kelsey, you live, you learn. Do you? Yeah. And she said on the Call Her Daddy that she's, quote, not single. And then Alex oh. Huber says, oh, so you're dating Chase Stokes. So I guess it's uh, it, it's the Facebook faha. official. The Faha. They, they uh. DTR'd. Oh, they DTR'd to find, to the, find relationship. the relationship. Okay. Uh, Austin Butler won a BAFTA. Go. Austin Butler won the BAFTA for Best Actor in Elvis. And I don't have much to say. About- I don't have much to say about it, except um, I I don't care. And I did not think this was a very good movie. And I don't think he's You're very low- good. Your catchphrase for everything. Is we're gonna make care. bumper stickers that say "I don't care." Jill. I don't care, and I'm with my baby. Yeah, what's number one that? song the day Jack was born? I don't care. Justin Bieber, Ed Sheeran. Um, I don't think that movie's very good. I don't think he's very good in it. My only question, you don't think he's very good in it? No. Why? I, th- I think it's a very over the top lazy performance. Lazy. Which is- Two contradictory terms, I understand. His but. mother died, and he used that in motion when Elvis's mother died in the movie. That was very hard for him to dredge up. Terry I'm Gross sure. probably asked him about it. He, well, that podcast hasn't come out yet, but maybe they recorded it. I'm sure Austin Butler's a very nice man. I'm sure he worked very hard for this role. He was I'm on sure. Hot Ones, and he seemed very nice. But I think he cheated on Vanessa Hudgens, so I might have to not like him as much. I don't believe Vanessa Hudgens getting engaged to that Pittsburgh pirate. I don't. Is that mm. who he is? Yeah, and he's like 10 years younger than her. How mm. long do we think they've been together? They have been together for years. Like, as soon as she broke up with Butler. A.B. So again, I'm sure Austin Butler's a nice man. I'm sure he worked very hard on this. I'm sure he takes his craft very seriously, and I'm sure he's going to have a great long career. 
Do we think him I don't winning know about that. the BAFTAs, which is the British version of the Oscars, is going to shed like propel him into winning the Oscar for Elvis? Well, historically, has that happened in the past? For, I mean, like, it's best hit or miss. actor or actress winners. It's hit or miss. It's like 50-50. Also, the BAFTAs do um award more um British and European things. And I don't know if they're counting like Baz Luhrmann directing Elvis and he's Australian and Australia's part of the Commonwealth. And, you know, they're giving him more of a... Is it part of the Commonwealth? Yeah. Okay. It's a continent Um, and a country. Exactly. (laughs) So I just am... Now everyone's got Butler fever and is this going to... You know, he's going to win at the Oscars and we're going to get a Priscilla... Not Priscilla. Lisa Marie crying uh, eulogies. Did. Oh, okay. that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it, you know, is it going to be a whole big thing and people feel bad? For the I mean, he does family? often thank their family when he talks about. Yes. Yeah. I helped. didn't see the BAFTAs speech, so I'm sure he brought it up. Okay. But but I'm just I'm worried that he's going to win an Oscar and Colin worried. I don't Colin Farrell he... doesn't deserve it for this in particular. I know he was good in the movie, but what did he have to do? Be like a simple minded Irish dude. You are terrible. Story of my life. I'm a simple minded Irish dude. And the Oscars has a noted history of awarding people at the wrong time for a long career. Like Al Pacino won for Scent of a Woman. Yes, the retroactive Oscar. Yeah, not for anything else. So I will be sad if Butler wins over Colin Farrell. You're going to pick Colin Farrell over fucking um, Brendan Fraser? If Al... Austin no one win. saw that Brennan movie. Frazier Why could you win? A because mo- again, retroact- he deserves it for just being a nice person and bedazzled the greatest movie of all time. Okay. I'm sorry I even broke this up. It, wasn't it funny how we said we had nothing to talk about today? I know. And this is going to be our best episode yet. Oh, I just, I was just very happy for Austin because he beat out so many great actors that he probably holds in high esteem. And that must have been nice. I'm not saying that. I, I agree. You're saying you don't want him to win an Oscar. I'm saying I don't want him to win an Oscar. Win the BAFTAs. Be happy. Be you're, You should be thankful you're in the conversation with these men. You should be thankful, Jillian. For what? Because you, who cares? You have no control over this. I don't have any control <laughs> over this, but personally, so why I why should would we like... be happy with this BAFTA not an Oscar? He might not even want an Oscar, but he deserves it. I would like to see Colin Farrell win. That's all. But give me, why, you liked Banshees? I did. I did. I liked I it, but it was kind of, I mean, I laughed a lot in the beginning and I love that everything was feckin'. And we were on a podcast talking about it and you said something about the donkey and I couldn't tell you that she died and I wanted yeah. to tell it. Spoiler for Benji. No, I, I, I knew she died because I had listened to something and everyone was like, she didn't die in real life. Terry Gross asked Colin Farrell, how does Jenny dying impact you? Because they wanted people to know, like, we didn't kill a donkey. Like, this is not, you know. Right, PETA. Yeah. So they were like, she didn't die in real life. So I was like, oh, she dies in real life. I liked it, but I think because I've seen Martin McDonough things before, the writer-director. And this is what I, I was knew. trying to explain to you, where I was like, I thought it was a play, but there are certain aspects, the aspects of the dude cutting all his fingers off that you couldn't really do in a play. I mean, you could, but it would have been like special effects and all this stuff. Right. Whereas in the movie, it's much more like, also, you know me with appendages. I was like g- trying not to throw up watching yeah. him cut his fingers off. I know. So and what was t- the point of that movie in the end? It's about friendship. But are did I, are they really friends in the end? They just stand on the beach together, right? I, I don't think they are friends in the I end. I wanted to it, talk more about how his smart sister went to another country to teach. She, I think she just went to the mainland Ireland. I don't think um, she went to another country. Well, whatever. She got she left the small town. She, she, she left the and island. And I was like, what does that mean? 
that just means leave your home. But like, what was the point of that? The movie had no point. I liked it, but <laughs> I think it had many points. Ones that we're talking about right now, it creates dialogue and discussion. I don't know. I just thought that guy was really mean to Colin Farrell. He was. Also, you asked me on a podcast where we talked about before if I liked that actor, the one who used to be in uh, foster care, I think. And I was like, oh, and I wanted to say, because, again, spoilers for Batches of Inishir, and he kills himself in the movie right, and they show right. him dead in the water. And it's kind of like just a quick aside. And I was so upset about that and sad because yeah. I liked him as a character. And again, in that podcast, I couldn't tell you. Like, oh, he's on a new fave, but oh, the movie, and he was such a good character, and he died. I couldn't tell you at the time, because I didn't want to spoil that for you. Yes, that was very sad. I guess, I think the moral of the story is Ireland in whatever era that was. Like the early 1900s. Was maybe not a fun place to be. But Because your dad might be a piece of shit. (laughs) Yes, but in Carl Farrell's mind, it was a fun place to be. He liked going to the bar with his friends every day. He liked working with his animals. He liked living with I his mean, sister. I like all those things. I yes, all three I of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's, don't so. you think him and Jenny are like me and Gark? <laughs> yes, but Gark will have a better outcome. Yeah, uh, you know, prayers for Gark, who's sleeping right now. Okay, well, that was our Banshee's tangent. Yep. Um, you want to talk about Potomac, Real Housewives of Potomac? Yeah, just quickly. Something I meant to ask you. So I'm on season six of Real Housewives of Potomac. There is a woman on the show who is a friend of Robin, and her name is Ascala. Does Escala. she show up in the next season? No. I mean, she's at a party, but no. What I don't get about the friends of, and insane, when they introduce someone new, like they introduced Mia this season, they always are like, oh, Ascala, she's a friend of Robin's, so she's being on the show. Do you think any of those relationships are ever real? They were, like, in the early seasons of Housewives, but now they're not. Like, now they just need a gateway in. Right. And it's like, oh, Mia and Karen were friends at da-da-da. And you're like, what? Like, why did, like, just get rid of the ruse. Just be like, this new person we're trying out for the show. There's We we know it's not real. There's so many things I would like Housewives episodes to say. Like, I'm rewatching Jersey right now. I mean, they're still great, and I still will watch them. Yes, but, like, I want them to break the fourth wall. Like, not yeah. bravo, bravo, effing bravo, but I want them to mm-hmm. say, people are writing on Twitter about us, not because, yeah, like, th- you know, it's because you're famous and you're on television. Like, and they, other people want to be, like, Kim D on Jersey Housewives many years ago, she always inserted herself because she wanted to be a housewife. Marlo always yeah. inserted herself because she and wanted to be a housewife. And they talk about it at the reunion kind of sometimes. Yes, they all talk about it. You see on Twitter, it's like... Dan is going to be back on Real Houses of Salt Lake. And everyone's like, nah, this ain't it, bro. Oh, I didn't see We don't want her back. Yeah, no. Salt Lake needs a whole reboot. I know. But yeah, it's just funny. They're like, oh, this is my friend. Like, even that's how they brought Candace in as friend of Ashley, which is hilarious now because they fucking hate each other. And they're like, they were never friends. I know, but that that, that was her gateway. Yeah, the pageant girls that they yes. met at pageant events which yeah. maybe they had actually they seem, i'm sure you know if you're in the pageant circuit i think it's pretty close-knit and you yeah you see a lot of the same people right but um and then just quickly i haven't checked the source yet but one of our friends said this morning that giselle and robin from potomac want to trademark the phrase reasonably shady which is the name of their podcast but they can't because of eminem slim shady i agree i think that's too far apart I agree. It's and do you think Eminem actually knows about this or his lawyers no, are just like, his nah. lawyers? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure his team is like. You don't think he no. listens to Reasonably Shady Pod? Maybe his daughter does. Mm. True. Mockingbird, Haley. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, 
Potomac. What else about a Potomac? I didn't realize the three wick candle thing came from Karen. I know you guys always used to joke, is it a one wick candle, is it a three wick, is it a 12 wick? I thought that was a different franchise of someone who had like a 12 wick crazy candle. So I didn't realize it came from Karen Huger. So basically the story is this woman on the show wants to launch a, a line of home goods starting with candles. It only has one wick. And then her, she goes to her friend for her advice. Meanwhile, her friend is developing her own candles behind her back and doesn't let her know, just like releases them. But she's like, well, it's different because mine are three wick candles. They can really, you know, fill up a much larger space than Wendy's one wick candles, which I have a lot of three wick candles. So preach. They're all from Bath and Body Works. But I didn't yes, feel like the that's fight where over it the came wicks. from. Yeah. So I always thought it was a different franchise. So I just thought that was funny. I was like, yeah. And. Are Candace and Chris still together this season and good? Yeah. I mean, they're good, but people are coming for them. Okay. Because, yeah, like he, I really like them in the season and I hope, you know, they're still together. Yes, they're still together. Anyway, so yeah, Drive Back by Candace will be stuck in my head for the foreseeable future because of Real Houses of Potomac. Check it I'm, out. I'm rewatching Jersey and I just have all the Melissa Gorga songs stuck in my head right now. What's like her biggest one? On display, on display. I was going to say, that's her, not Erica Jane, right? Right. Where do you put uh, her in your pantheon of singing housewives? Low. Yeah. I guess Luann was performing recently and someone like puked either on the that. stage or in the audience. Yeah, that's gross. Oh, I wanted to ask you one more thing about Potomac. I was like, while we're on the subject, I don't know. I, don't I guess know. it was about the new season, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah, but you're only, you're a season behind. We're just at the reunion of this season, so you're yeah, going to catch up quick, and yeah, then you're going to be so. bored. No, because I have so many other shows I want to start, but I don't want to have a list in my phone. The next is going to be Glow, because oh, good. we love Allison Brie and Betty Gilpin. Um, although, like it. I finished Hack Season 1, so I'm going to start Season 2, but that's my treadmill show, whereas Potomac's like my eat dinner on my couch at night show. So when I finish that, Glow will be my eat dinner on my couch at night show. Yeah. I know you're uh, concerned. Yes, I was very concerned. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say? I was going to say, ask if you ran today, but I'm assuming you didn't. Oh, because of my new shoes? Yeah. Ryan got new shoes last night. We went to a very knowledgeable young man at a- Marathon uh, Sports in Swampscott. Go see him. We can show him out. Yeah. And uh, he she was got 26 new... years old and we guessed his age. Jill said 27. I said 28. And he was 26 years old. He'd been manager of the store for one week. Good for him. He didn't tell us his name, but he looked like a pack. Anyway, Ryan got new sneakers to help her run because she's training for a marathon. And I wanted to see if how she felt running in them, but she hasn't run yet. No, I might tonight. We'll see. But I just emailed your former chiropractor to see if I could see her this week because my hip really hurts. Yeah. Anyway. That's good. Um, Do you want to go in a post? Do you want to do the Gerard Depoto questionnaire? Do you think we have enough time? <laughs> I don't know. We might have to save that for another because I really okay. want to dig into that. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. go. That could okay. be a special episode on it to itself. Uh, so the Marissa New York Post cover, yeah. we are going to February 21st, 2013. You did 13 last time. 2013, all, but whatever. I'm, I'm doing 10 years. Oh, I thought you would just picked different dates. No, no, no. I'm doing 10 years to the day. Oh, I thought it was just on this day in history. No. Okay. So this is a very stupid one. Not like they're all. <laughs> yeah, I was like, stupid. as opposed to the highbrow ones we've had thus far. Okay, so I'm going to read the little blurb, and you're going to guess the headline. Okay. His life is on the rocks. Disgraced Channel 2 anchorman Rob Morrison throws back a few brews at a Connecticut bar, 
downing his sorrows hours after he resigned from his WCBS TV gig for allegedly choking and assaulting wife Ashley in a drunken rage. Oh my God. Well, wait, did they say he was choking down beers after choking out his wife? Drowning his sorrows. Oh, drowning his sorrows. Okay. Oh, going back a few brews. Oh, bruises and brews? No. I was like, Rob Morrison, CBS? I don't know. Drown and out. Choke rap newsman loses job and bellies up. Drown and out? It's, like that would drowning be his sorrows he, I know, but it would be if he drowned someone. Everyone drinks for the most part. <laughs> That's not worthy of the headline. The headline should be, this poor fucking woman. Maybe we focus post on the victims here. Yeah, I find that hard to believe. Also, when I was going through the covers, you you like search them and it shows yeah. up the most recent Do you covers. pay for NewYorkPost.com? Are they like the times where they won't let you look at anything until you pay? No. But all the covers recently have been like an American flag in the left-hand side and a Ukraine flag in the right-hand uh, side. I'm like, Rupert Murdoch, you do not give a Is he F. still in charge? Yeah. And what should he do, Jill? He should cut you a check for all the papers you said on him, which you've said on a previous podcast. Oh, yes. my washing machine's done. Um. But I just want to ask you about the Oh, if you ever asked me what the cover of the post said on June 5th, 1990, the day I was born, I would know because uh, our parents kept it and I took a picture of it. What's the headline? Trump in a slump. Oh, and it's just so funny because when I when they showed me this because they had moved from New York to Massachusetts and we were going through their stuff, it was while Trump was president. So I was like, this could be the headline today on the post Trump in a slump. Of it was like it October 2019 or something. That's also when we looked at running through the sprinkler like a ghost, which is what I wrote on a in, on a worksheet in kindergarten when it asked, what was your favorite thing to do this summer? I said, running through the sprinkler like a ghost, which may be the name of this episode, whereas other kids said things like play with toys or grandparents. Yeah, they said, oh, you know, went to the beach, blah, blah, blah. running I've, through the sprinkler I've always like a been ghost. The, I've always been the one, you know, yep. but no, no one knew anything was wrong with me until I was in my 20s. Anyway, my superlative question for you this week, um, something that's been on my mind and I've been thinking about a lot, it is, what is a a song, like a cover version, that you think is better than the original song? And and again, you can think, I can give you some examples, because yeah, I found this hard, but I was thinking about it the other day, because I was listening to a Spotify playlist where, you know, when you do the live Spotify sessions you record your song and you record a cover kind of like they do on bbc live lounge which i love um and i was like i wonder if any of these like people just like them better than the original and it got me thinking about it and i was wondering if you could think of it and again it doesn't be your favorite i guess superlative but can you think of an example where you're like i think i like the cover version better than the original i mean i don't know if liking better is the answer but i do Oh, when I think of EXO, I think of the John Mayer version, not the Beyonce version. Oh, okay. Interesting. What about Free like, Fall and John Mayer? No. But like I, when I, I really can't imagine oh, wait, EXO. I just, think, I just thought of my perfect example as you said that. Go. Because I have a few, but I think my favorite one where it's like I would much rather listen to the cover version than the original is Life is a Highway, the Rascal Flats version, not no. the Tom Cochran version. Vito. Because as they pointed out on a podcast I used to listen to, this good podcast, they had to learn that song for a wedding. And they're like, the Tom Cochran version so fast. I don't know what the fuck he's saying. I had to listen to the Rascal Flatts version just to learn the lyrics of like the second verse that no one knows. 
which we were in a bar this weekend and a guy played Wonderwall, obviously. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. And for the second verse, he just sang the first verse again as if we wouldn't notice. Motherfucker, cartel covered Wonderwall might be better than the Oasis. I, I have the definitive answer. Go. The definitive, definitive I love answer. rock and roll, Britney Spears. I will always love you, Whitney Houston. Oh, I thought you were going to say, um, I love you always forever, Betty Who. No. But I like both versions. I don't yeah. know. Dolly, justice for Dolly. But you don't think Dolly people... Mug. Yes, you have a Dolly Parton mug right now. You don't think people associate, maybe not like better, but right. they... I they, think they do like better and associate. Because you know what the worst Whitney. version of that song is? When Lorelai sang at season seven to Luke at Casey's karaoke bar, which of course was like just there for one episode and acted like it was in the town. But if I think she did an interview or like when she said the, it was a Dolly Parton version, but the Netflix, when they did the reboot and like came back, she was like, I don't even remember season seven. Like, I don't remember doing that. Like, I don't because I usually stop watching at the end of season five, I think. When it's bad. As soon as April Nardini comes in, get out. Yeah. Maybe not as soon as because the birthday party episode's fun, I guess. But so the answer is Whitney Houston. But that's not your answer. I don't it's want society's the, answer. I want society. Your, I want your answer. Do you think I love rock and roll? Britney's better than no. Saying that no. originally, Joan Jett. Yes. No. Um. I. I. I don't think I like it better, but maybe I do because I only associate it. But I guess EXO John Mayer. Okay. I forgot. Yeah. I used to really like that song, the Beyonce one. And what is your answer? Life is a highway. Life is a highway. I mean, again, I have a couple, but I think that one is you know. That's it for me. Oh, they used to do this thing. So remember Bamboozle Festival, Jillian? Yes. When we were in high school, they used to In the to Meadowlands this- parking lot. In New Jersey, every year they do Bamboozle Festival. It was usually like the first week of May. And it would be like a day of uh, performances, two days in a row, mostly like emo pop punk bands. Until the last year when Drake came. <laughs> but the day before, they used to do sometime- something called Hoodwinked Fest, where one band would get an artist i don't think i think they picked i don't think they like picked it out of a hat and they would cover they would perform songs only that that artist had made and i never went but it sounded fun but the band the somerset who i've mentioned before because lead singer brian dales is dating kaylee coco's sister brie they did taylor swift one year before she Mm. i think the only two albums at the time were like fearless and taylor swift her debut album um and i like a lot of those covers and they're on spotify now and i listen to them a lot especially i'm only me when i'm with you and Taylor Swift isn't suing them. Don't even get me started on that bitch. Anyways, okay. All right, so. you're six degrees of Kevin Bacon. I think it might be kind of hard, so I have something Ooh. to talk about while you think about it. Thank you. It is Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa, formerly married to Lisa Bonet. I thought they're still uh, together. No. Oh, Child. Okay. He, he was dating. Oh, that's something I want to say about Potomac. Season three, they all learned the word Kiki. Season four, they all learned the word child. Okay. Anyway, so Jason Mo. Okay, to Kevin Bacon. So what okay. I was going to say is my friend Ariana sent me a TikTok last night where there's a group of guys and they'd pick a celebrity and they all had to think of phrases that like rhymed with that celebrity's last name until they couldn't, until they ran out and then you like lost the round. So for example, they did like Meryl Streep and they were like, my girl Meryl's always jumping. Meryl leap. <laughs> my girl Meryl takes the top off. Meryl Jeep. So I thought sometimes when you do Kevin Bacon, I could either do a freestyle rap about the celebrity or do a similar thing. So you'd be like, Jason Momoa constricts me like a boa. Jason Momoa, he's a grower, not a shower. You could do all these things, but I'm listening to you and not thinking <laughs> yeah. of what I should be but thinking But if I do of. them soon, you know, frequently enough, maybe you can tune me out. Maybe. Um, I'll, I'll 
do my thought process. Okay. Um, Jason Momoa is in Dune. There's a lot of people. That, in Dune. That's what I was thinking the other day. Because I'm like, I don't know who the fuck was in Aquaman. Father's Amber Heard. Um, is in Aquaman? Yep. Okay. Father Skarsgård is in Dune. Father Skarsgård then opens up uh, Good Will Hunting. It opens up Mamma Mia. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So we could do a lot with that. Yeah. We know him as Professor Lambeau, winner right. of the Fields Medal Award. Uh, yeah. Overall creep. You could take a Fields Medal and shove it up your ass, Robin Williams um, says. Yeah. So, yeah, we could do that. I mean, Robin Williams is in a lot, too. He's the genie. He is the genie in Aladdin. <laughs> Should we do the Raptor rap that they did on rewatch uh, Big Picture? Um, I'll no, be I coming back, that. but I'm coming as oil. But have so Robin he- and Bacon ever been in anything together? I don't think so. First, first gen. No, just search no. for generator in Google instead of Kevin Bacon generator. <laughs> oh no. Lord. I mean, in Dune, there's so many. There's Oscar Isaac, there's Chalamet, there's Zendaya, there's um, Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem is in um, No Country for Over with Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones is in uh, JFK with Kevin Bacon. Woo! Wait, he, but what is he in with Momoa? Oh, um, Dune. Javier Bardem is in Dune with Jason Momoa. So Momoa, Dune, Javier Bardem, No Country for Old Men. Tommy Lee Jones, JFK, Kevin Bacon. Good job. I didn't know if you'd get it. Um, and just shout out the Oracle of Bacon.org is what I've been using some weeks. So just some examples they had. Jason Momoa was in Justin Justice League with Billy Crudup, who's in Sleepers with Kevin Bacon. Okay, which I nice. guess he's in Justice League. So a lot of the, you know, DC people. He's right. in Aquaman with Lee Winnell, who is in Death Sentence with Kevin Bacon. Don't know. He was in Justice League with Oh no, this is broken. Um he was in Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice with Holly Hunter, who was in End of the Line with Kevin Bacon. He was in Bullet to the Head with Johnny Otto, who was in X-Men First Class with Kevin Bacon. I forgot Kevin Bacon's in X-Men. I don't, is he? Yeah. As who? I don't know. I gotta go back and look. Uh, he yeah. was in Zack Snyder's Justice League with J.K. Simmons, who was in Patriot's Day with Kevin Bacon. Have you uh, ever seen Patriots Day? I'll, I'll never no. see Patriots Day. Me neither. That's do that to themselves. It's like watching the 9-11 movie. What is that? Oh my God, World Trade gonna... Center. Why would you watch that? And then like Flight United, whatever. Um, yeah. He was no, in Once Upon a Time in Venice with John Goodman, who is in Death Sentence with Kevin Bacon. Good for them for both working with John Goodman. I hear he's a delight. I love John Goodman. I'll always love John Goodman. And um, he was uh, President Walken in The West Wing. Um, I'll probably create a poll today, which I've asked before. Who's the better dad or would you rather be your dad? John Goodman and Coyote Ugly or Dan Aykroyd in Crossroads? Um, John Goodman and Coyote Ugly. I know, Dan Aykroyd Dan is so kind of mean a... in Crossroads. But I love Dan Aykroyd. I always have. Do you buy his tequila? No, because you don't drink tequila. No, but Anders got it as a gift and he talked about it. Well, on the Workaholics podcast last week, they were talking about how all the shows now are like Uber, WeWork. Blackberry. It's like just pick a company or device and like make your show about that. Like how original. And like the one guy Kyle was going in. So they're like, what are you saying, Kyle, that you don't then like the United 813911 movie? We shouldn't make that. And I was so badly wanted to be like, we shouldn't have. Why do we have to make that a movie? Why do we have to use this for entertainment and money? Like go watch a documentary or just you know who make you know who make those movies? Terry Gross. Terry Gross. Or JK Rowling. All right. Uh, 
yeah. he's he's I don't know this person's name in X-Men, but when now that I Google image it, I know, I remember. What is he is he blue? No, he's a human. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But he looks he like in a... the X-Men, not that we watched in the No, no, oh, no. Is no. he he's... like young Magneto? No, but he's wearing the Magneto helmet. No, that's um I know it's the what's his face? Not Mac McAvoy, yeah, the other one. Yeah. Yeah. But Kevin's wearing it in this clip. Yeah. Anyway, but he's in the new ones like January Jones, J Law, Fassbender, yeah. McAvoy. J Law, where are you? Is she going to be anything soon? I'm sure she is. She did that um, Causeway that uh, Brian Tyree Henry was in, and he's nominated for an Oscar for the movie. I don't even know anything about that. It's about she was in the military and she came back and she's got some PTSD. And yeah, again, I wouldn't yes. see it. Yeah. Jayla, where to put that are in my you? Jayla, where are you? Okay, Terry Gross. Well, this has been a great week. I think it's been a great week and a great pod. And thank you for your yeah. service, Ryan. No problem. I think someone knows he's about to go out. He's getting ready. Hi, guys. You want to go outside? All right. Bye, friends. Uh, let the theme song play us out. Just kidding. We don't have one. Colin, get with it. I told him again. I told him again. Okay. Bye. See you then. See you then.